Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Welcome everybody and we have today a very special show about the agent business and today we have Sharifa Lee from Amy Entertainment to talk about what it's like to be an agent. Welcome, Sharif. Thank you very much, Cindy. Thank you for having me. I know that you called in early, so you must have been very excited. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm even dressed for you. I mean, you know, but you had the advantage because, of course, you're three hours you're three hours ahead of us. So. Oh, yeah. I've already had coffee. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had coffee. I would think that you would have had a full day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's brutal getting up every week at 6 a.m. so I could be perky and alive and articulate for this radio show every week. But you do it so well. Sometimes. It depends on the guest. I had a guest on a couple of weeks ago, and I want to ask you a question. You're an agent. I mean, this is a funny question. and I don't want to mention names or anything, but I have this guy. You know me. I'm very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be on my radio show? You want to be on my radio show? You want to be on my radio show? Because I'm supposed to get all kinds of people from all walks of life, Okay. So if I ask somebody to be on a radio show and they really don't want to talk or they're frightened to be on the radio show, shouldn't they say, I don't do radio? Well, absolutely. But, hey, if you offer something to somebody like this, they'll always jump at it. And then, you know, to hell with the consequences. But, you know, it was a really exciting show with a really exciting topic, okay? And the guy didn't talk. (laughs) It was a Cindy, it was was totally a Cindy monologue for the whole four segments. It was, like, so painful. Well, now I have to go, you know, review that later. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago. Okay, I'll tell you. Now I'm going to probably get, you know, I'm, I, now I'm going to get shit. But <laughs> it was this private investigator guy, and he's a really great guy, and he has this really great service. It's called Check Your Mate. Uh-huh. Okay, so if people are going through or suspect that their husband is cheating or something like that, or the wife is cheating, he actually, like, goes around and videotapes people and stuff. Oh, great. Do you have his number? <laughs> You're on today, Serene. <laughs> I know a couple of people that you and I could send out a video camera for you. Oh, yeah. But, um, oh, but he yeah. didn't talk. He goes, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. So, like, if you can't talk about anything, why do you do the show? Maybe you were under investigation. That's why he was there. Oh, thanks. Make me more paranoid. <laughs> you sent the camera, right? <laughs> Well, Sharif Ali, tell us about Amy Entertainment, and, you know, let's talk about the fact that you're kind of heading it up now. I mean, you know, you sent a press release out to Variety this summer talking about the fact that Joyce Amy is still the founder, and she always will be. It's her namesake. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful woman, Joyce Amy, and the person that brought you and I together, Sharif. Yes, yes, she and, is. Yeah, she's, she's been on the show. She's one of a kind, and now it seems that she's performing, which is her preference in life right now. Mm-hmm. And we know what a wonderful performer she is. She has a fan club, and people, you know, at Queen Mary's like to dress up like her. She's <laughs> like the new Judy Garland. <laughs> That's very true. You know, we Joyce still, you know, she still is very active though within the agency. She has her fingers in lots of different pies. She has a nonprofit organization as well. Right. You know, but you know, she founded Amy in 1962 um, as a theatrical agency. You know, and that was just, when you were huh? in your last lifetime. We don't know what you were doing. You could have been president of the United States. That's or maybe true. you were Eisenhower. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't around yet. <laughs> well, you, you know? could have been, but you just weren't here as Sharif Ali. That's true. That's <laughs> we don't know true. who That's you were. Very metaphysical. 
<laughs> well, you know, I came on board about seven years ago to start the commercial department. Was it seven years ago already? It was seven years ago already. No, Crazy come fun. on. Isn't that insane? No, no. I mean, come on, seven years? Seven years. Oh, my God. And you started the commercial department, and now... Well, th- three months into it, there was a big, you know, the commercial strike of 1999. Right. So it was either go home or do something else. So we just picked a couple people that we thought could be, you know, translate into theatrical. Um, so we started submitting them for theatrical, and that was actually easier than commercial because we already had a name in theatrical. Um, so we get we started getting some good bookings, and once the strike ended, I just continued doing both. And you persevered because you said, yes. ah, there's a niche here. Exactly, because we had different types of people, you know, than than the other agent that worked at Amy. She was mostly known for older character actors. Um, we had everybody, and and the place just is like you know loaded with history. We booked everything from I Love Lucy to Desperate Housewives. So uh, look at you with your little sound bites, aren't hey, you that's so right. cute? Hey, I can even do some action adventures like Fantasy Island to the Twenty Four. <laughs> I am so impressed with this. You turned into such a media mogul, baby. <laughs> hey, I learned from you. <laughs> that's scary. That's scary. But that's really great. I love it. How many agents out there can say, hey, you know, we were booking I Love Lucy, you know. Right. I mean, not many, and it gives you that historical stuff. And so I guess when you were introducing yourself to people, that's what you could say really fast. Oh, absolutely. We booked every every show pretty much from the 60s to now. And nobody else did, so listen, That's big right. guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ICM didn't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it, No, listen, we give our hats off to you, and that's why we like your shop. But talk about Day in the Life of Sharif. Day in the Life of Sharif Ali, because I know that you get in, and even though you're building your staff now, because every day there's a new intern there, and <laughs> I know that you have um, a person in charge of, you know, child yeah, you know, department, yeah. children's department, and you're kind of freaking out because she's on maternity leave for the yes, moment. Yes, we hate her right now. Um, and, you know, this is all your vision. So you kind of, like, took over the place. And, no, Joyce, not away from you, but mm-hmm. in essence, on a day-to-day sense, you did. Oh, absolutely. And so tell us about your day, because our listeners want to know what an agent does. Well, I mean, we're pretty much slaves to the computer because of Actors Access and L.A. Casting. And they're both breakdown services sites. Um, and one just deals with primarily just all the roles that are booking for commercials for that particular day, and then the other one deals with all of the TV and film roles that are booking for that, you know, that are looking for auditions for that day. So it's not easy because, you know, the breakdowns are very, very long. Tell everybody what a breakdown is for people that don't know. Yeah, a breakdown is when a a TV show basically puts down, like if it's ER, they'll put down a list of um, every role that needs to be filled within that particular show. And then we agents go through our roster. We, we figure who could be best in what role. We submit to them. The actors get an audition. Um, hopefully they get a call back, and then hopefully they book it. Well, you know, the thing about Amy Entertainment is because you're established, and even though you're building new clients, you pretty much have an idea of who's flaky and, yeah. you know, who's going to be serious about auditioning for the role. Oh, yeah. And that gives you a very fast, good reputation. Because the people who are looking for the casting directors, you know, they're dealing with a lot of flakes. We know that. I said it. (laughs) You didn't. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, we have, I mean, the two people that we have going to be speaking to you later on, um, they're they're two great actors who take it seriously and um, who really, you know, look at it as a craft and not just something, a a get-rich-quick scheme. No, they no. Well, I know that everybody's really professional. Even Debbie Donna, yeah, you know, works <laughs> as your wonderful. right hand is very professional, and she's an actress herself. Yeah, 
absolutely. And you know, it just, it's just uh, it's it's interesting because we also do have a lit department, as you know. So yeah, it is important to be the lit department that's going to finally sell rabbit stew. Absolutely, because now we're going to be doing it alone, and there's something to be said for doing it, you know, on your own by yourself, so that way you have control over the project. Well, politics always can end up to be a little bit of a clusterfuck, and we're on Internet radio, so we're allowed to say oh, that. Oh, very good. I was just about to bleep you. No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no the more cursing, the better. Awesome. I think that's why I'm on the well, air my parents are around, so I can't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, they like me to use my New York, you know, sailor mouth. I don't know why. I mean, my listeners like the fact that I talk with kind of a, you know, New York, Jewish, cursing accent. What can I say? It's entertainment. <laughs> and it's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Sharif, that was very Sharif of you. That is very nice. <laughs> That's very nice. Okay, so who? tell us who's calling in later. I know that you mentioned it, but what yeah. are their names? Who's calling first? Yeah, we have Mark Reducci calling first. Okay. Um, who's been with me for a little over a year now, and he's um, he's wonderful. He works all the time. He's he's recurring on twenty four. He just booked Ghost Whisperer and um, another show, which he'll tell you about because I've forgotten. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so you did that for him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then we have, and then just to kind of give a contrast, I just uh, we just took a, a girl named Kira Carella. She's a fairly new client of mine. Okay. And what's and Kara Carella? Where has she ended up? Um, you know, she she's been you know she's done some independent films before, and um, she's wonderful. She just she just had a like a second call back for Tim Burton. Oh uh, so wow! A, I mean, that would be that would be a feather in your cap. Oh yeah, absolutely. And she's she's an up and comer, and she's a newer client. So I just wanted to have you know a contrast for you. Okay, no, I too. think that's terrific. So when you go about this, it's it's not an easy, it's not a walk in the park. I mean, you know, you're calling all these people from the breakdowns. But what happens is, after a while, it doesn't become blind anymore. You begin to recognize some of the people that you're dealing with, and they begin to recognize you. Uh-huh, absolutely. And, you're, and obviously, you've transformed into that individual. Yeah. Because you're speaking different now. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about agent language. This is a communication show, okay? okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready for when you. you first, when you first started as a neophyte, <laughs> Which you know, was seven to ten years ago. So how neo are you? <laughs> but, um, I'm an ingenue, okay. What? I'm an ingenue still. No, 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 no. The ingenue has metamorphosized. Uh, very good, thank you. <laughs> and now there's a lot of honey, baby, sweetheart, cupcake coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, anybody who wants an agent has to know that agents have to talk like that, or they lose their agent's license. Did you know that? <laughs> Well, I think some people would be very disappointed if you didn't speak like that. After watching Entourage, everybody thinks they know what a nation should sound like and be like. Oh, so now you're, we know you're modeling yourself after Jeremy Piven. Absolutely not. I hate that show, and I think and it's, a tra- it's a stereotype, and I, and I hate stereotypes, so we try to get far away from that. Well, if anybody met you, they would know that you are so not Jeremy Piven, okay? Thank and that's you. a compliment. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, that's a co- he came to one of my birthday parties once. Um, he's an odd character. Um, it oh, was yes. <laughs> before he was like really, 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 really famous. I mean, he was just doing, you know, um, I don't know, cameo roles and stuff like that. But he get, there, there was a birthday party that I think I once told you about. It was my 39th birthday party, and for some reason, Playboy decided to make a big deal out of that. I guess because I had just broken up with my boyfriend of three years mm-hmm. after I moved to L.A. And um, it was Cindy's swinging single 39th birthday party. And it was the weirdest thing because I sat with Hess the whole night. Right. And 
Um, Dr. Mark Saganor, who some people might recognize publicly, <laughs> was um, with one of his dates, and you know, Hef was you know kind of you know I don't know bored or something, and I was fixed up with this horrible man. Okay, <laughs> this horrible man, and he was boring, and I just drank tequila and I sat with Hef all night, and everybody paid homage to me, and it just showed how phony Hollywood could be because right. they didn't even know who I was. Okay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I have Martin Sheen bringing me like a six hundred dollar bottle of wine. Sweet. And Mickey Dolan's singing me songs. <laughs> and then Jeremy Pivens was in that weird string of characters. Sharif, I wish you were there with me for a number of reasons. First of all, I think that you would take Rabbit Stew into a totally different direction because it was just so, like, this is Hollywood, and we have no idea who Cindy Rakowitz is, but because Cindy Rakowitz is an important woman at Playboy, we're going to bear gifts and kiss her feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> That's the but, way it is. It is. I mean, this is Hollywood. You come from the East Coast. You know. Well, listen, we're going to have to take a commercial break in about um, six, 60 seconds or so, but you're coming back for another segment, and we'll talk more about what an agent does, right, with Sharif Ali, okay, um, Prince of Amy Entertainment. How do you like that? <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm making up like Prince hard. of Amy Entertainment, agent extraordinaire, and we'll be back in... A few minutes. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, 
politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Sharif Ali, who is, hello, who is the Prince of Amy (laughs) Entertainment. That's his title, by the way. I mean, no matter what your title is, you are now the Prince of Amy Entertainment. You know, Amy Entertainment, the only agency that has booked from I Love Lucy to what? Uh, Well, you can do Desperate Housewives 24. You can pick. Uh, Any one of them. I mean, what an amazing range, and Sharif is all of 20 years old. (laughs) Your favorite show here, and that's what we've done. (laughs) There you go. I mean, and you're everywhere, and, you know, you got yourself into variety, and, you know, we we know that you're a big mocker now. (laughs) The the funniest thing is, is that, you know, we know you're of Arab origin, and and we taught you how to speak Yiddish. That's right. You know, you're Jewish, so we're we're making world relations much better. Well, as we it's not only am I Jewish, but Joyce Amy is. And Jay, Joyce is Jewish, and so it's just uh, so we're doing we're doing good for the world too. Well, I think one day that's going to be a very big New York Times or Wall Street Journal story. <laughs> you know that I'm thinking that, but it's um, you know, the time has to be right. You know, maybe when we announce a book deal. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's when Eventually. our picture. <laughs> What? Eventually. Well, that you know, I've submitted stuff to you. Yeah, really? I saw it. We're uh, good. I mean, I, I've been working hard this week. <laughs> oh, you have been. No, no, we have to talk later. I know. You've been whipping my ass. See, I want everybody to know, as a literary agent, he's really, really good because he cares. Sharif Ali cares, and I can't say that about the big agencies. The problem with big agencies is that, you know, it's wonderful to have their marquee value, as Sharif and I can tell you. But, you know, nine times out of ten, the problem is is that the bigger agencies, from a business standpoint, have to focus on who's bringing them in the $30 million a year. Right. Absolutely. And And I think as a boutique agency, we can actually, uh, you know, as as far as, like, studios and all that, I I really do see boutiques as more of an independent producer's type thing Uh, because we can be more edgy and we can take more risks. We don't have that proven commodity where we just have to, you know, just keep the status quo going. We can veer from the right to the left, do whatever that needs to get done. No, it's true. And as I told you in the past that when I had my agent's license at Playboy, you know, for all of the playmates, I, you know, we got the breakdowns every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always, 
this hysterical thing going on in the morning because everything was a drama. Yeah. You know, and at the time, they were faxed over because it wasn't electronic yet. Right. <laughs> when I first came to learn, quote, unquote, the breakdowns. So, you know, three of us would be sitting there with, you know, 24 to 50 pieces of paper every day, you know, calling through them, looking at what opportunities might be right for a playmate. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't think the bigger agencies can give it that much attention for the actor that is just starting out or a little bit more character typey. The bigger agencies are focusing on, you know, Selma Hayek and what her next part is going to be so they could get 10 to 15% of, again, like, you know, 20 to $50 million or whatever right. she commands. Um and it's it's tough. And when you tell that to clients, sometimes they get insulted. You know what I mean? Right. But, but I can make it in a big agency. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, very the one thing that I'm very proud of with Amy Entertainment is out of out of all the people over the years who have left who have left us, eighty percent have tried to come back at one point or another. Um, and that's because you know you hear about ICMCA, the big boys, and and it's it's seductive. People leave, and I understand it. Um, but usually they end up trying to come back, and that's because they do get lost or, you know, they were being held. Uh, so it's it's an interesting dichotomy. And, and the casting directors, I think, are, you know, you know, appreciative of what we do because we have to be that much better because we don't have a lot of talent that you would know just, like, you know, from their names. Right, um, right. So our talent needs to be that much better so that way they can rise and they can, you know, beat the other people because my people have beat... ICM's people before, CAA's people before, through auditions to book. Right, so right. It just and keeps us. It just keeps us really sharp. It does, but also from a casting director standpoint, they, you know, their jobs are to not always book a recognizable name. I mean, right. that's why cheaper. there's a niche for you. <laughs> you know, we are cheaper, definitely. <laughs> I mean, well, it's also, you know, if you're looking for a really oddball kind of character, aside from budget, you know, sometimes a fresh face. Mm-hmm. is, you know, something that could really break through a show and gain its own following. And from a PR standpoint, you know, you grow with the show and then look at how much respect Amy Entertainment gets for yeah. finding them. Absolutely. You go into your office, Sharif, and there's all kinds of characters on your wall. Yes. Um, and, you know, you look at your wall and you say, you know, this there's a real interesting range here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe you don't see, um, you know, a celebrities with you know highly recognized both you know marquee value right yet right but of course when you sell rabbits too <laughs> <laughs> that's right but you know I'll tell you this like on my wall most of them are working actors like we I am so proud of the fact that a good large percentage of my clients they do not have to work um, a day job because they're making their living solely through. Their, their craft. And, you know, the actors that are in it for the right reasons, because it's a very difficult field to get into, obviously. You know, it's, it's, it's one of the hardest, besides restaurants, it's like the second hardest in the country to get into. So it's kind of foolish to get into it with completely bizarre expectations, which is, oh, I'm going to come to L.A. for three months and I'm going to become the next big whatever. Uh, it doesn't happen that way. You, know, right. you have to just build and you have to, and, and you know, you, you're ahead of the game and you actually win if you can make your living through what you're doing uh, and love it. Well, you know, how much can they really make? I mean, uh, don't personalize it, but, you know, right. if you book, um, let's say, 24, you know, for, right. um, 
you know, sort of a side role, okay, okay. or a character role. Um, you know, 10-minute appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. I, you know, like, for example, for that, you can get, you know, a, a grand for that for one day if it's a co-star role, but it also depends on how many days they're, they're going to be shooting because, you know, it's, we're SAG franchised, and that's a SAG franchise show too, so it, it's all based on, you know, SAG. Like, once, yeah, you have room to negotiate when you have leverage. Uh, and a lot of times if it's going to be four or five days, you know, to shoot, then it's perfect because then you actually have room to negotiate and you have you can have fun with it then. Right. But we've also had an actor who booked a commercial. I mean, and he made over $57,000 on it. And that's and it was one day of work. And it was basically one line that he said in the commercial. It wasn't even a word. It was like, uh, like well, actually it was a word. It was, oh, and uh, 57000 <laughs> Well, you know, a word a word could be worth a million bucks. Who knows, right? You never know. Well, the commercial business, I would say, you know, due to the fact that that's what you came to Los Angeles and started branding here and building mm-hmm. for Amy Entertainment, it, it really can be more lucrative than, you know, those, you know, those right. side roles or character roles on an ongoing series. I mean, that's pretty much the deal. If mm-hmm. a new actor mixes commercials along with their own branding, mm-hmm. which would be the 24s and, you know, the loss and all of that and Desperate Housewives. You know, that's, they're really doing it for their own exposure. It's really more of a PR thing than a monetary thing. Right. You know, but a lot of, I mean, I dealt with actors before who didn't want to do commercials, and it's basically because they heard of one incident where John Malkovich decided that commercials just were not art and he refused to do them and he was going to struggle and starve until he made it in film. Well, you know, but here's somebody that was properly schooled, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, he probably, I think he had some help, you mm-hmm. know, while he was, you know, going, studying in right. Chicago or wherever he studied and studied in Europe for a while. Um, you know, it, you can't make an overall judgment like that. That's just not realistic. Yeah. That's like saying, I'm not going to do television today. I'm only going to do feature films when television is really the higher payer. Oh yeah, and you'd be amazed how many people think that way, though. Oh you know? no, I know it's it's really bizarre. But as I said in my e card, you know, it's like if they're resurrecting images of Audrey Hepburn, you know, to sell Gap apparel, okay, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if John Lovitz, you know, will still do a commercial for Subway because hey, it makes him a lot of money. He probably got a piece of the company, and he has to think about his retirement. Right. I mean, really, how could you snub them? It's a part of the business, and acting is a legitimate part of the trade. Yeah, that's true. I mean, with, as far as the Audrey Hepburn thing, though, that I think is a little offensive, just because she's dead. Well, it's a big <laughs> can't really, you know, say anything about it. But but she has an estate that agreed to sell these. She she does, but you know, I, I I'm just personally against it, just because of um, you know, the, the I think the person needs to be coherent, and be able to say, this is what I want to do. I want to use my image for this. But after you pass on, Sharif, you have people that manage your... <laughs> who are only interested in the bottom line, which is, you know, I don't know. I, it's, that, that's, a, that's a whole other radio show. Oh, no, no. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> talk about it on another radio show. But I bet you, okay, now you're going to be mad at me. Uh-oh. I bet you if Audrey Hepburn's estate people came to you, okay, mm-hmm. you would think about it. No, I, I'm telling you, you would have to lose sleep over it for about a year. Okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hope I would do the right thing. Which would be to stick to you know to my moral compass, uh, 
Uh, is there a possibility? Absolutely. The longer I stay in Los Angeles, the better the chances. Uh, exactly, because <laughs> East Coasters do not think this way. Right. But in Los Angeles, you know you sell you sell your soul or part of it when you come in here. <laughs> the key is to keep three quarters of your soul. That's right. <laughs> and I think I've succeeded in doing that, and you're going to succeed too. I yes. mean, everybody that's in entertainment in Los Angeles you know, sells a part of their East Coast soul. I, it really, the ethics are different, the morals are different, the thinking is different, the upbringings are different, and, um, you know, it's not a bad thing, it's just a part of the game. Right. And, um, you know, I don't mean that in an offensive religious sense. No, 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 so, I completely get it. I, I, I agree. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah. are, are you excited about doing the show? Because we have like a minute and a half to break. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you invited me. Thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what Mark and Kira have to say and checking them out, making sure they don't slag me off. Well, so you know, we're going to make sure. I'll have a ball with that. I know. Please be kind. Uh, I will. <laughs> You're the best. Um, Sharif Ali is really one of the, he is the best agent in Hollywood. He has grown to be the best agent <laughs> in Hollywood. I am so impressed with Sharif Ali and how he's, and really how you have <laughs> matured. <laughs> you, it's really impressive. It's thrilling for me. It was thrilling for me to watch and to be a part of your life. Sharif Ali and Amy Entertainment, and the show will continue with his clients. Thank you, Sharif, and Thank I hope you, everything's Cindy. okay in Boston. You know that. You got it. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Unlimited talk at your fingertips. VoiceAmerica.com Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L Entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions. We do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Well, your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most 
recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back talking about agents and the day in the life of actors and continuing in the spirit of Amy Entertainment. Our next guest is on the line, and his name is Mark Reducci. Welcome, Good Mark. Good morning, Cindy. How are you? I'm good. I'm very impressed with all of your credits. Sharif was just singing your praises. Was he? He was. I, I mean, I... how many people can I have on my show that actually appeared on 24 and Ghost Whisperer and a big announcement that Sharif wanted you to talk about rather than him disclosing who it, what it was. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he, um, you know, I can only sing my praises back uh, to him. He He's uh, amazing, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because I know your friends and I know he's probably listening, but um, he has totally changed my professional life. How so? Well, uh, before I met Sharif, um, you know, I was auditioning, I was getting things. I, I actually had other agents, but I always had this sense of being alone. I mean, even when I would make a contact or meet someone at a party, uh, Sharif, uh, uh, with, without Sharif there, I, I would call the other agent and say, you know, hey, this, this happened, and I met so-and-so, and, and uh, I want to, you know, what, what can we do? And, and their response would be, and this would be um, several different agents, several, right, several right. responses were all the same in that they would say, well, let's um, let's kind of see what happens. Meaning, meaning, I guess you know, Mark, you handle that, right? Right. And or um, I'll get back at you. Yeah, I'll get back at you. The old Hollywood um, response. But with Sharif, he's my partner. No, it's it, exactly you know, I, right. I tell him this is what happened. He's like, well, great. So let's strategize. Let's see what can we do. You know. And uh, I feel like there's he, he's more like a manager than an agent. I actually feel like when people say who's your agent, that uh, I don't really want to say he's my agent. He's more like a like a personal manager. You know, it's really true, and I feel exactly the same way, although um, not only do I know him as a friend, he's also my agent with his literary stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we've been around the block with partnering with bigger agencies and stuff like that, and I would always, the way that I would convey it to people is, you know, Amy Entertainment and Sharif is my manager, even though I, I knew he was a registered agent. <laughs> um, you know, and so-and-so gigantic agency are my agents, but then... So-and-so gigantic agencies really didn't have the time of day for us. Yeah, I know. And, you know, we just talked about it in the first couple of segments. And, you know, it's not, this is not a personal attack. It's really just how life is. And, you know, agents, the big guys like William Morris and CAA, they're all competing against each other for, you know, the A-star, marquee-valued actors. Exactly. So they only, I mean, their focus every day is how much revenue can they bring in. And since it's such a rat race out there, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars when somebody 
you know, makes a big movie. And right. that's what they have, they're forced to concentrate on. It's really a factor of the business. So I think that Amy Entertainment has carved an excellent niche for itself because Sharif is so professional. Yeah, he, he's, he's amazing. I mean, you know, it, the, the thing that we actors often say about agents is they just, you know, we, the, the agent gets 10%, and it's usually because they do 10% of the work. That's how you justify that. You go, well, you know, I don't expect them to do a lot because they just kind of make a deal and call you and say, you booked it, be there at this time. But Sharif, I mean, there have been several times he's called me on Saturdays, and he says, hey, Mark, I got this interview for you on Monday, or I just had this thing come across my desk. I wanted to know if you were interested and in, if you'd be interested in doing this. And I, I'd say to him, are you, where, where are you? He'd say, I'm, I'm at the office. I'm working. Yeah, no, it's, he's really, he's a very unique guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's really awesome. I actually finally went out with him for the first time with another client of his and a friend of mine, uh, Steve Oliver, who actually got me with Sharif. Right, And right. we took Sharif out. We had drinks and dinner, and it was just great to, to do that. I, I've always heard these great stories of my friends who would say, yeah, my agent and I went out. We went to see... Uh, a premiere, had dinner, did this, did these things, and they had like a real relationship with their agent. He, he was a, or she was a friend also, and that's what I have in Sharif. He's just great, and you no, know that. It's true. It's really, really true, and it makes him spectacular. And for all those actors or wannabe actors out there, um, don't be disappointed if, you know, a big agency person, um, you know, is kind of aloof for lack of a better word, <laughs> yeah. because it's really not how big you are, it's really how good you are, like yeah. anything else in this world, right? <laughs> that's, that's so true. And like I said, they, the bigger agents, they don't, they don't want to do the work, but they also don't really have to because no, of the clientele that they have. No, it's really true. It's no. more, they're like a very, very prestigious high-end order taker. <laughs> Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you know, they don't have to really push. It's like, oh, okay, you want this person? Hmm, let me see how much that special costs today. Yeah. <laughs> but you're working, you know, the extraordinary thing about you, Mark, is, you know, you're working a working actor that really does this as a living exclusively. You don't have to work in restaurants, you know, well, and stuff like that, and that's very admirable. Yeah, once in a while I'll do, I do like event planning and catering and that kind of thing. And, and, uh, but the reason I do that is because of the clientele that the companies I work for, uh, entertain. For instance, I don't know if Sharif told you this, but, uh, in my past I had worked for President Clinton. No! Yeah, and I had met him several times and I did a thing for President Bush who at that time was governor of Texas and... No! And, you, yeah. you talk about it. Sharif didn't want to take away your, he didn't want to take away your thunder. Well, that, but that is part of my thunder, I have to say, because it makes me who I am. And, and a lot of the stuff that I had brought to the table with Sharif was because of these contacts I had made before. No, and well, I think that's probably true. And the thing that's so great about it is you learned how to integrate, you know, the acting part with, you know, the catering part, because the contacts are pretty much the same, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, for set. instance, the, the 24, um, that came about by, I was doing an event at Brian Grazer's house, and I met this woman, and we started talking, and... And I found out that she was from Albany. I don't know how that happened, but she mentioned Albany, New York, which is my hometown. Wow. And um, I said, oh, I'm from Albany. And we started talking. She said, well, do you know my husband? He, he's uh, John Kassar. Um, and I saw it over, and I finally met him, and we talked. And then I brought all of that to Sharif. And Sharif put, that, put the old asterisk next to that and the, and, the, and the bright light on that and said, okay, I need to focus on 24. I need to see what they have coming up that Mark would be right for. And that's... And, you know, and I had friends that I said, hey, I'm doing this event at Brian Grazer's house. I need some help. Can you guys work? Uh, you know, other actors who, who also do event catering and planning and that kind of thing. 
Uh, dude, I don't like to do those kind of things. I, I don't. I don't like to be around that. You know, I'm an actor, and I don't like to be in that. And I don't want so, to muddy my waters. Yeah, but I try to make that work for me. Well, I, and that's why you can be a real actor. Yeah. I mean, the key. You know, sometimes the key to success and you know financial support is being creative and entrepreneurial. And you know, we all have our things that we want to do, particularly creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all have our things that we prefer to do, but sometimes we have to do some other things to, you know, pay the mortgage yeah. or supplement paying the mortgage or supplement savings or whatever it may be. And, you know, I think that you've taken the science to a place where, you know, it's integration rather than segregation. Exactly. And, you know, I'll incorporate that with when you work as an actor, a lot of times you're in your trailer. You're kind of hidden away. You're away from what the, all the action. And several jobs that I've gotten through Sharif, you know, I was in my trailer and I said, I'm going to go kind of go out to the set and see what's going on out there. And people say hi to you. Oh, oh, you're playing the role of so-and-so. Oh, great. Well, you know, you can hang out in your trailer. You don't have to hang out here. But I want to be there. I want to watch the director and the producers. I want to see, like, hey, how does this all work? I want to be a part of this. Well, every day is an education. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that I'm not there every day. Uh, you know, this is like my day on the set or my two days on the set. I really want to absorb this. I really want to be part of this fabric here. And and then when I go home tomorrow, I'll, I'll be, you know, doing something else. So why would I want to sit in my trailer for six hours, you know? Well, it's a perfect networking opportunity for Of you. course. I mean, if you're there on the set, I mean, these, there are so many people in the business that are dying to be hanging out with these people who are decision makers. And if you're sitting in your trailer, what's that going to do for yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. How far does that get you? Um, but I think that's a life lesson, though. You know, whatever you're doing, don't take advantage of the situation, you know, especially if you're in a job where you have to sort of expose yourself, pardon my pun, but you know what I mean. No, no, I got you, I got you. And, um, you know, how, you know, when you're in the world every day that you want to be ultimately, you better utilize those moments. It's, um, yeah. It's candy land. Absolutely. And, you know, you ask any athlete who's injured, you know, they could probably sit home and watch the game, but they'd rather be there on the field and on the sidelines or in the dugout watching, being part of it, even no, though they're not going to play. They know they're not going to play, but they're still there. No, absolutely. You bring up a really, really good point, Mark. Um, you know, you, when you are in a business that, you know, is exterior, you know, extroverted, yeah. Um, yeah. you could really die spiritually if, you know, you don't go out there, whatever the circumstance may be. And you hit the nail right on the head when you talk about athletes. They, you know, if they're injured, they want to be there. And it's part of, you know, stimulating your your cerebral cortex and, you know, (laughs) making you still feel like you're part of the game no matter what because if it's not, if you're not stimulated, you're just going to become depressed and introverted and, go away, and that's the nature of our business, isn't it? Exactly, and, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. That is probably the single most hardest part about being an actor is how to find, how to keep that fire burning, how to keep that spirit, how to keep that, like, the relationship, like, hey, you know, because you've got to check in with yourself every now and then. Hey, do I really want to do this? I mean, you know, I had a very frustrating summer, which I don't know if Sharif told you this, but briefly I was on a veil for, like, you know, six national commercials, and, and I think you know what a veil means, and for the listeners that may not know that, it's when they kind of want you, but they're not sure. Right. So, so, and I think today they put a lot of people on a veil, if not uh, maybe everyone on a veil. They, they say, well, we like all 25 guys. Let's put them all on a veil and kind of figure it out as we go along. And then right. only one guy gets the job anyway. Right, exactly. exactly. So, and I had that this summer. I was like, man, what? And I asked Sharif, I said, what, 
what can what more can I do? He said, you're doing it. You're already doing it. You're just going out there. So you have to kind of go do it. Really, just give it all you have. Take your biggest swing. Because I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a huge uh, New York Yankee fan, and I and I feel, you know, I'd rather much rather go down swinging than say, oh, if I could just have that pitch back, I could maybe I should would have swung at it or something, you know. So you just take your biggest cut, and you, you you know, you're not the one who decides if you get the job or not. So you just go do your thing, and then they have to decide, and you move on. No, it's true. It's true. I it's it's really a part of the mindset that you have to have if you are in, you know. This kind of business, the creative business, the you know the glamorous world of acting. Yeah, um, seemingly glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> and being slightly sarcastic, you're from Albany, New York. I'm from Queens, New York. So you're you from been... Queens. Yes, I am. So you're probably a Mets fan, aren't you? How did you know? Yeah. Do you hate me? No, I don't hate you. No, I don't think Yankee fans hate the Mets fans, but I think you know the opposite is true. I think the Mets fans do not uh, care too greatly for the Yankee fans. Well, the, you know what? It's uh, from my standpoint. I grew up um, with the New York Mets, mm-hmm. Queens, New York, literally in Flushing, New York. So, I mean, it was in my backyard. Oh yeah. And, and then I worked for WORTV, the home of the New York Mets. So, I mean, there's a connection there that's a little deeper than just being a baseball team. But you know, they did very, very well this year, didn't they? They did great this year, and I got to tell you, I was rooting for them, and I was. You know, almost as disappointed for them as I was for the Yankees. But you know, again, you know, correlating this with my own life, I say, hey, you know, even the even the big stars, you know, are not always on, or they don't always. It's not always put together for them. They don't always play as a team. It doesn't gel. So when I have a bad audition or something, I say, hey, you know what? I'll just go out there tomorrow and do the do the next one. There you go, and that's a very good message. We have to wrap up, Mark. These radio show segments go really fast, but I'd like to have you back on the show again. You're I, fascinating to talk to. You could be one of my regulars. Any time. You're very sweet, and uh, you know it's great that Sharif uh, invited me. I'm glad to, he hooked us up, Mark. We'll be talking again soon, and good luck. And um, we will see Mark Reducci really, really soon. In a big context, I don't know what. Yeah, but well, we will. I'll get back to you on when I, when I book something big. I got a couple things going on, but uh, you know, we'll see when something big breaks. Well, you know what, Sharif will keep us together. Mark Rajucci, thank you very much. Thank you, Cindy. Okay. Streaming the world over, VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment. That's R A K N R O L L Entertainment.com. Or call 1 818 597 0700. Charity events, TV specials, radio. 
West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific Time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Reviews, show me the business, connecting you to the business world. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more Stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back for our final segment, Stars of PR with Cindy R. And we are talking about the life of an agent today. It's a very informative and fun show. By the way, I have to plug next week's show. It's um, Stars of PR's. Second anniversary, and we'll be giving out our Primmy Awards for the first time ever. And I encourage all of our listeners to tune in and find out who the non-PR pros are who do extraordinary work in the PR business. And um, they're from all around the country, um, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, Louisville, Kentucky, um, New York City, and I think it's going to be a really, really fun show. People will get to roast me a little bit, and I get to give the first Primmy Awards out from Rock and Roll Entertainment, and everybody should tune in. Back to talking about the day in the life of being an agent and the day in the life of being an actor, we have another client from um, Amy Entertainment, Cara Carella. Welcome, Cara. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Oh, great. You have a wonderful radio voice. Bubbles in the morning. Thank you. <laughs> That's always a good thing. I mean, if you're, an, if you're an actor, you have to act like you really are on a radio show and wake everybody up. <laughs> Absolutely. And the coffee helps, too. Oh, yeah. coffee, Dove. It's a must. It's a, mu- it's a must-have. <laughs> Especially is. for those yeah. early auditions when you actually have to get into a character and really not be yourself but be somebody else, right, Kara? That's right. That's right. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, where, now, you, did you recently move to Los Angeles? I've actually been in L.A. for about four years now. So it's been an interesting uh, journey as far as uh, career-wise. It's been a a long road. Um, But I'm so relieved because I I have uh, such a wonderful agent now in Sharif. um, The Sharif Ali show, I should say, right? That's right. That's absolutely right, Prince Ali. So, um, and he is, he's just wonderful. It's been, um, it's taken my career to a completely different level. While, although I don't have the same kind of credits that Mark does yet, I, um, I'm hoping that, you know, that will, I'll land something great soon, because certainly the, the caliber of projects I've been going out for is very different. It's, uh, yes. Tell us more. Well, um, uh, I've been going out for, I recently got a call back for a, a Tim Burton project, which was wonderful. And, uh, that was, uh, uh, let's see, that was through, um, Sharice sent me for that, and I even went to a fitting with, uh, Colleen Atwood, who's won the Academy Award a couple of times, so that was really just very exciting. Yeah, Colleen um, has, is known for her period pieces, isn't she? That's right, yes. And, um, yeah, there were amazing costumes for the piece, so just quite an interesting experience all around. Um, and then just to, I, I get to, I go out so regularly now, I think that's probably one of the best parts, is really I, 
you know, um, as an actor, you kind of have to hold hold your horses, and there's a lot of waiting involved in terms of space between auditions. But with Sharif, I tend to go out almost two times a week sometimes, so it's it's really wonderful. Yeah. And kudos uh, kudos to Sharif and Amy Entertainment. The theme for the show has been, Kara, how you know. Going with a large agency or one of mm-hmm. the big guys isn't always the answer, and a lot of young actors or new actors feel that it's urgent to get themselves, you know, with one of, you know, with the William Morrises of the world. And if you really look at the at the trade realistically, that's not really the answer for people who might do theater and are, you know, theatrically trained or mm-hmm. people that you know, aren't, you know, um, immediately a million-dollar maker. It just doesn't make sense. They will sign you on. And yes. then you could talk about the fact that you're represented by, you know, William Morris or CAA or UTA or whoever it may be. And I'm not knocking the big agencies. I'm just saying that, you know, like clothing, it has to fit. That's right. I think that that's... Um probably a much better decision later on in, a, in an actor's career when you're quite well established and you're not going to get drowned in a, a sea of names. I think that's a, a big risk you take with a larger agency. Um, but there's a beautiful medium, I think, with somebody like Sharif who's able to send you out for such large projects while still being a boutique agency. And um, and again, you know, talking about having such a good relationship with an agent, I it's a breath of fresh air for me. I've <laughs> really never come across that too much in Hollywood. So. Well, what Mark said is the the thing about Sharif is you know he now Mark feels really great because when he would go out with colleagues, everybody would say you know I'm friends with my agent and you know we go out to dinner and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know a lot of actors or talent would, you know, kind of look at people cross-eyed and, well, my my agent never hangs out with me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, um, it's nice to have, uh, it's kind of old-fashioned and in a, in a very wonderful sense because mm-hmm. in a world of emails and electronics, you know, to really have somebody that you partner with in this world and creatively partner with, and Sharif has, is gratified by the strategy. He's challenged by it. Mm. Yes, and I think also to have somebody that is so personable is, um, I think, invaluable because actors, I think, are innately quite sensitive people and creative people, and it's a very, it's a large and quite daunting business, and I think it's very easy to feel, I think Mark was talking about being alone, and uh, I think he's absolutely right. You can feel very alienated and like your own business, and it takes a lot of uh self-confidence, and, and it really helps to have somebody like Sharif to call and, and help you through the process, you know, and, and to be like it. a manager. Yeah, he, yeah he, he totally understands it. And, he um, does. There, you know, there is, everything is ego in this world of creativity. Yeah. Um, you know, whether we like it or not, it just is. And, you know, to have somebody that can understand that and partner with you, you just don't feel alone. Yes. This so, is very true. And yeah. I have called him a number of times for, um, you know, uh, career choices, decisions, um, trying to decide um, even things about uh, publicity stuff. Um, I've called him about, and it's, it's always, he's always on the end of the phone. He's always there. And, and even when he's receiving, you know, 100 calls, he's really just very available for his clients, which is, is just wonderful. 
Well, you know, I think that he's kind of picky with who his clients are too, Kara. So mm-hmm. you should give mm-hmm. yourself a pat on the back. He he doesn't he you know he doesn't necessarily although he clicks with the people he chooses to work with. You know, I mm-hmm. think he's very careful with whom he chooses to work with because he needs to work with people who he knows are dependable and knows are professional, right? Yes. And, you know, obviously you've demonstrated those traits where you take it seriously. You're not going to flake out on him if he sends you on an audition, which, you know, if you look at the people who want to be actors, there are a lot of people that just won't show up, and that doesn't reflect well on Amy Entertainment. Certainly not, no. And, um, you know, so far, now that I'm talking to you and I've spoken to Mark, I'm wondering why Sharif doesn't have a big party for all of us. Hear that, Sharif? I know you're on the air listening. (laughs) (laughs) So that we could all start like a club and hang out together and, you know, help each other through our creative processes and frustrations. (laughs) New idea. Great idea. (laughs) We could all have drinks together. Hooray. (laughs) Um, How did you decide to become an actor, Kara? Um, let's see. I think it's actually one of the things that's always been there. I think as soon as I was, um, I was always a mimic as a, as a, as a young girl. I, I was always copying and mimicking accents and voices. And I, I moved around my whole life. I, I grew up, um, mostly in Asia and the Middle East, um, born to English parents. So, um, I think just as soon as I was old enough to be on stage, I was. And uh, the rest is history, they say. I think I, I kind of the, the path to Hollywood was sort of inevitable, I think. Well, yeah. your accent is beautiful. It's, Thank um, you very I much. I tell that you're an actor because I knew that you were from Europe just by hearing your voice, not because Sharif told me, and yet you've managed to subdue it in a very professional manner, you know, so I could tell that you're voice trained. Thank you very much. It, it's um, yes, it's something that has to be masked sometimes and brought out other times. <laughs> and I'm sure that you, when you do, are. Yeah. I'm sure just from listening to your voice that you could do millions of different um, dialects. I, I can. Um, and actually, the nicest thing about um, my initial interview process and auditions for Sharif was uh, that was one of the first things that he seemed to recognize. Whereas. With a lot of the other people I interviewed with, I, I got a little bit pigeonholed. Um, I have blonde hair, which is kind of a, can be a bit of a curse in Hollywood. Yeah, sure. So, uh, but Sharif was very um, immediate. He was he kind of jumped on the the same bandwagon as I was on, and and can see that I I could go out for a lot of different roles, which was you know wonderful for for somebody at such an early stage in their career. That's kind of a, a great thing. Well, we wish you luck, Cara Carella. You have a great name. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thank you very much for having me on. (laughs) And, you know, we are all going to bug Sharif about having the Amy Entertainment Creative Club. We should do that. We should do that. I'll be on there, too. (laughs) The best of luck. We we will chant for you with the Tim Burton role, and we'll have you again on the air very soon, okay? Thank you very much, Cindy. All right. You take care. We're going to wrap up today, and stay tuned next week for the first PR, for the first Primmy Awards, Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and have a good week. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.